0: Hello, and welcome to St. Francis Catholic Chat. This is Father Casey.
1: And I'm Sheila.
0: And today, um, Sheila, I have great news. I made great progress yesterday. Yeah. Um, I So Sheila has witnessed me in a reading slump. I have been in a reading slump for about the last two weeks, and it's been terrible. But I finished one of the books, and I'm almost done with the second one.
1: What did you finish?
0: The Mystery of Jesus Christ. So I've been reading a Christology textbook, which is good. It's, like, really informative, but it is... Um, it's just so dense sometimes, and it was really like it's not really beach reading. No, not that yeah. I go, not that I'm going to the beach or anything. But it has been, um, it's been a little rough. Yeah. And so I finished it though. I finished the Mister nice. Jesus Christ yesterday. So I'm, I'm now an expert in Christology. No, not quite. But it <laughs> is. Um, but I did. Um, we we did have some
1: progress with that.
0: And then um, I'm almost done with the Civil War narrative, Volume One. So, oh, the how many
1: volumes are there? Three. That's a thick book.
0: That's three thick books. Yeah. And so I'm done with. I'm almost done with Volume One. Um, I'm, I'm basically on the wrap up of 1862, which mm-hmm. was the first full year of the war. And I um, just finished the Battle of Perryville, and now Lincoln is making some staffing changes. And so it is. Um, yeah, I'm almost done with that. So, you know, I, it, there's a while there I was ready to give up. Like uh-huh. when when you have a tough book that you're not really into. Yeah. You just want to give up. Um, but I uh, persevered and got through it, not always enjoyably. <laughs> and and I'm almost done. So nice. by the time I'm I'm away, um, which maybe right now we're not sure when these are coming out. We're recording a bunch of podcasts like all in the same week and you'll be listening to everyone will be listening to this eventually or everybody the, the five or six people that listen to the podcast so we listen to this eventually not sure when but before going away you know I want to kind of clear my reading out so I'm not taking a 900 page book away with me that I only have 50 pages left
1: yeah that's a good idea just to do that so um yeah
0: and the problem is I don't know what I'm gonna read now while I'm away
1: well you do not gonna have that much free time are you
0: I think I am. Oh, fact. yeah, no, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna be excited. I'm excited to see. Yeah, no, I'll have. I'll have definitely time to read. So this is the other problem. It's it, there's the reading slump when you're reading something that you don't want to keep reading, but there's also a, a reading slump, a different type of reading slump that can happen when you you need to start a new book but you're not sure what to start.
1: Yeah, I don't experience that one as much. My mom has like. A library full of books like any home and you want mom would. you want to read them <laughs> yeah oh yeah i oh, have a list I... of books to read like five miles long but the issue is that i just keep starting books and then putting them down and picking up another one and i need to finish yeah. them
0: my spiritual director tells me to not be a butterfly <laughs> uh he's like don't just like jump from this to this to this like finish something and so he has me on a pretty tight spiritual um Uh, regime for reading we're going to talk about spiritual direction in a different podcast or depending on when we publish these we may have already talked about it but um, he has me on a tight regime for reading uh, which is like to um, read one book and 15 minutes a day and don't just try to finish it but and and he recommends a book and if it's something you know we we chat about it a little but Mm -hmm. He uh, he's like well what are you thinking what do you wanna what do you wanna grow well why don't you try reading this or that and
1: yeah well that's good for spiritual books but for like pleasure reading that's when I that's when I jump all over the place I have too many of those
0: so there's a subgenre of Catholic fiction which is really good and I feel like I've read most good things in that already because it's a kind of small subgenre mm-hmm. modern Catholic fiction so um in the last 200 years or so and so i feel like i've read like most good things in that which is hard because there's a moment i definitely in the last month or two i'm like i've just read all the good books there are to read
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's not true father <laughs> i'm pretty
0: sure that's not true but that's where my mind is that's what that's what hap- what's happened was happening in my
1: mind that's the slump
0: that's a slump and when you're in a slump you just got to break it um, gotta be a, You got to have a slump buster who's willing to come in and be like, read this. It's good. <laughs> you know, audiobooks actually help with this. I've really gotten into audiobooks and particularly like the Civil War narrative. I listen to partially an audiobook and I partially read. So I, mm-hmm. I do a little, you know, back and forth and catching up.
1: See, I feel like that's cheating.
0: It's not cheating. What do you mean it's, che- it's how do you cheating? you che- you How do you cheat with reading?
1: I mean, well, are you actually reading it? Because if like a five-year-old, a five-year-old doesn't usually read. But they can listen to an audiobook, but I wouldn't say they're reading the book. I'm
0: comprehending what's being read to me by okay. the narrator.
1: you could also do that with television.
0: Yeah, you're right. I could be watching a 42-hour Civil War narrative volume one. I uh, that That's totally possible, and I think that would count if it was just pictures to go with the narration of Shelby Foote's book. But... No, I, you get, like, I listen to part of the Lord of the Rings on an audiobook, and it's a good presentation of it, and this would happen, like, if there's a part I really, uh, I'm not really liking this, yeah. you put it on an audiobook. That's how I got through a lot of the Count of Monte Cristo, which was a great book, but I needed the audiobook to get me through some of the the meatier sections of it, and particularly if, you know, you have a two-hour drive, you yeah. can get through a, a good chunk, and I listen on 1.2 speed, so it even goes faster. Mm, smart. Because some of these authors, I read... Really slowly,
1: oh that drives me crazy. yeah,
0: you know what it'll be funny if anyone that listens to this wants a little laugh turn the podcast speed up to like one point5 or two and it um we end up talking really I can't even I can't even model it uh, but then if you turn it down to half it'll sound like we're both intoxicated.
1: yeah, don't do that we're not.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not we're totally so tober but <laughs> it will um but it's still very funny to listen it just so funny
1: you know i have a professor to that posts lectures online and the way he speaks is just really really slow and the pauses in between are extremely slow when he's explaining stuff to you it doesn't feel that slow because some of the material is heavy but when i go back and re-watch the lectures i speed them up to 1.25 or 1.5 nice. it's so much better
0: does he move really fast then
1: no okay nope it's normal
0: cool well that sounds like fun so, um, great. Well, today we um are gonna talk a little bit about prayer. So we uh prayer prayer is an important um aspect of the spiritual life. It's kind of like, you know, prayer is I, I like to say prayer is to the to the soul and to the spiritual life what breathing is to the body, right? And that there's a lot of when we talk about prayer, we can talk about it in so many different ways. We could talk about so many different aspects of it. But like imagine trying to like just hey here's an introduction to breathing right like that that usually is is a harder thing to accomplish and when it comes to prayer uh that is a you know i'm just reflecting this was a very bad transition um from talking about reading and then your professor just like okay so we're talking about prayer we should work on our transitions eventually maybe on the next one we record we'll have a really good transition killer We'll have a killer transition. Yeah. Hopefully we both survive it. <laughs> um, no, so anyway, we, um, no, but prayer, like prayer is um, like breathing for the spiritual life. And so imagine like if you had to teach someone how to breathe, you would be like, well, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. When you're going through some physical exertion, you need to inhale and exhale faster to get more in their body, air in the body, because the heart is pumping it out to the limbs faster. Or, but when you're underwater, you need to hold your breath right and things like that like imagine um trying to teach someone how to breathe well it's just as effective to teach someone how to pray like there's so much there that you're just not going to uh effectively capture mm-hmm. and so um talking a little bit about about prayer and looking at it is important i think and, and to take the first steps along the the path of prayer
1: yeah i think prayer can be very daunting if it's not something that you do um, regularly especially when you hear other people talk about it they say something like "lexio Divina and you're like me I have no clue what that is when I first heard it, I was like I'm pretty sure that's this like big way to pray but I don't really know how to do that like I know the normal prayers that like yeah you I hear was these words and pretty like
0: Latin words yes right and it's just like oh what is that um, no, it is, it is, can be very intimidating, um, but it doesn't need to be, it could be, it's, it could be so simple. Um, one of the, the big thing, I remember Bishop Barron said it, I, I don't know if he said it in one of the videos or some Bishop Barron has, has said a lot of good things, but he said, and he may have been quoting somebody that the, the best thing you could do for your prayer is just take the time. Like that's the first and best mm-hmm. thing you could do for your prayer. And I think that that is, if we just start with that, Like just take the time, like to just devote some time to prayer is that that'll be the game changer right there. Like we could talk about technique. We could talk about all of that kind of stuff. Uh, And there may be a place for that somewhere. But in reality, if you're not taking the time to pray, then it's not going to work. Like, right. (laughs) No matter you have the best technique. I could could have the, the best theoretical basketball technique in the world. But if I don't take time to get onto the court, it's not going to work. Yeah. So just taking the time is um, so, and so that's where we've got to like schedule our our day. We gotta gotta have a good schedule and a plan for when we're going to pray and and how we're going to pray. Um, and you know, uh, it's better to pray. I know I said this and we're on the podcast with Julia. Better to pray earlier than later in the day, right? That it's it's better to like okay better. To, to err on the side of, of taking on a time for our Lord earlier when we could give it more priority when less things are are likely to, to pop up and oh, distract yeah. us. I've
1: definitely found that. Also, if I wait till later in the evening, inevitably something comes up around like 10 o'clock and then I don't end up praying till like 11 and then I'm exhausted and yeah, my prayer is that, like that's pretty late. Sleepy-eyed. I mean, I'm yeah. not a
0: college student, so maybe <laughs> I'm not... Um, uh, like I hear like ten o'clock. I'm like ten o'clock. I'm already asleep. <laughs> a l- ideally, that's the goal. Is I'm already asleep. I I can't imagine just being like, okay, I need to pray now. Like by ten o'clock, Lord, I'll give you my dreams as best I can. <laughs> but that's that's about all I got.
1: Sometimes that's what happens. He ends up taking my dreams because I fall asleep. So
0: yeah. Um, well, that's how the apostles prayed in the garden, right? They fell asleep. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was a good thing. I don't think it's something we want to imitate. <laughs> But, um, but no, just taking the time to pray and making it a priority to like, you know, Jacques Philippe's book on prayer is called Time for God. Um, because it's about, we, we have time in our day every day for conversation with our Lord
1: mm-hmm. and we
0: make it a pray. It's a scheduled time of the day, flexibly scheduled, you know, that stuff comes up, but that it's a scheduled time for the most part that we take time and we take ideally a fixed amount of time. We don't want to speak well I'll pray until i'm sick of it like mm. i'll be sick of it in five minutes
1: <laughs> right right so when you say a fixed amount of time like it makes me think about prayer like prayer is a conversation with god if i was having a conversation with someone else i wouldn't say to them okay you have 15 minutes we're starting now and then 15 minute bell goes off okay we're done like so how does that work when you're praying with god Yeah,
0: that's a good point,
1: because prayer is not supposed
0: to be about the time, all right? It's not like a holy hour is about the hour. Mm -hmm. It's just that an hour is usually how much time you may need to have a good conversation with our Lord, or a half hour of of mental prayer, or 15 minutes. Um, But it's never meant to be about the time. But if you think, like, when I meet with the Archbishop— like the archbishop has things on his calendar not that god has other things on his calendar he's like okay father casey you got to wrap this up, hurry, I, up I, hurry up hurry up i got stuff to do and i gotta gotta run a universe here so you gotta just <laughs> sum sum it up <laughs> readers die just version father casey no but there you know i it, it's not meant to be that like timer goes off and i'm like well now i'm done
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's meant to help, but like, no, I generally try to talk to our Lord for, I try a half hour in the morning and a half hour in the afternoon evening. And that's like generally the amount of time I try to talk to our Lord. And it's okay to pray more than that. It's okay to pray longer than that. Uh, But something St. Jose Maria Escriva says is that we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't prolong our prayer because it's going well, and we shouldn't shorten it because it's not going well. And we shouldn't just, we should pray at a fixed time. And not just when we feel like it. Otherwise, we'd be subjecting our prayer to our to our whims. We'd be mm. subjecting it to how we feel. Prayer is not about how we feel, right? So so it's not meant to be like the timer goes up and conversation's over. But generally, like, Lord—and the Lord wants us to go about our day. Like, we have stuff to do, yeah. right? And so the Lord wants us to carry the graces of prayer through into the day. Because otherwise, if you get into it, you could be like, okay, well— been here for an hour. Is that good? Is that good? I don't know. Like, yeah, I I don't keep want checking to your watch. And... and then, like, I've been here for an hour and a half. Like, because ultimately, we could we could always keep praying, but our Lord's like, you got to get out and work too. Like, go right, go do this right. Um, and so the the time that we take for prayer is not meant to be, um, strict, mechanical type thing, but rather. It is meant to be like okay lord we're gonna talk for a good half hour today and then we're gonna come back we're gonna talk for a half hour this afternoon and then we're gonna talk for a half hour again tomorrow morning right so we generally are making like half hour blocks 15 minutes half hour an hour whatever it may be um to allow for that conversation look one minute talking to our lord really from the heart is better than an hour sitting in a chapel playing on my phone
1: yeah right
0: so it's not meant to be it's not like the more time is better I generally know that I don't have a good conversation with someone if it's just a two-minute check-in.
1: Right. Right. To sit, yeah. though,
0: and have. This is why, um, you know, smoking a cigar can be a great social activity because it's not so much about the cigar, hopefully, but it could be about, like, if, if you have a cigar with a friend, you're going to be sitting there for a half hour or 45 minutes. You know, and when you finish the cigar, you're like, okay, like, yeah, have a good rest of the night. <laughs> Uh, or something like it's not like you know if the conversation's good you light up another one maybe mm-hmm. but um but that there's something about like but we're gonna sit here for at least the length of one cigar and yeah. we're not gonna just rush like the the cigar can be the excuse for spending a half hour sitting and talking to each other because otherwise we may just check in quickly or we may Um, it's also helpful you see Sheila I give long and winding answers to relatively short questions and then we just go around and around and around but no it's an important point is that we um our brain works best i know this is we talked about it with optimal sleep um is that optimal optimal work optimal sleep um but that the brain works best when it knows the something has to be done by a particular time and that's also good for our prayer i think that this is why you want a fixed wake-up time because the brain works better when it has a fixed end time mm. to sleep. And so that's why you want to get up at the at a, the same time because your brain knows, like, all this work I got to do at night, all the REM work and all that needs to be done by 5.45, 6 o'clock, 6.30. Yeah. We're at, and, and it's the same with our prayer, that, like, if I know I'm going to have a conversation with our Lord, but I'm going to... Um, uh, it's like I've got a half hour. Like I'm going to move into the conversation and talk about the bigger stuff mm-hmm. because I know that like I got to go in a half hour. Does right. that make
1: sense? It does make sense. With the time, Um, I remember you telling me before, before the podcast a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about adoration and you said a lot of times if people don't have a full hour, they just, they won't come. You're like, oh, I only have half an hour so. Half an hour is not enough. It's not an hour. So I'm just not going to come today. And so when you have a busy schedule and you don't get whatever, a whole half an hour to pray in the afternoon, it's better just to do the 15 minutes or whatever you have. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. There's meant to be some flexibility because that's the thing with making a holy hour. Making a holy hour is a really good practice. But if it becomes about the hour, then it is, um, it becomes more about a time than, and I remember this was the thing in seminary. Now I, um, making a if blessed, if not blessed, venerable Fulton Sheen was a big proponent of a holy hour, and it's a good holy hour is a great thing, um, and, and I highly advise making one. But um, but in the holy hour, it becomes more about the time sometimes, mm-hmm. and so this is where people would um, pray the liturgy of the hours and pray the rosary or read over the mass readings, but like never actually engage in conversation with our Lord. I remember my spiritual director called me out early in seminary, like, okay. Well so what happens when you pray? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm there. He's like, and I, I just I pray. And he's like, well, w- what do you mean by that? I'm like, oh, I'm praying, right? Um, I'm I'm, you know, and maybe I'm praying the Lord of the hours or I'm journaling, or I'm doing something. He's like, yeah, but are you ever talking to our Lord? <laughs> like it's like uh <laughs> and He's like, if you can't tell me what you're doing, then are you really doing it? And and there's something to that. Like that that's a that's a real thing. So that the hour can become more about the time than it becomes about the conversation and that we can fill the hour with a lot of other things that are good, like liturgical prayer is good. I, as a priest, pray the liturgy of the hours, you know, the five different hours, of the liturgy of the hours every day. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to do. But if I just say, well, I have a holy hour, so let me pray the breviary the whole time to fill the hour and get it done. Yeah. That's not helpful. Right. Right. And exactly like you said, the mentality could creep in like, well, I don't have a whole hour, so I'm not going to pray right now, right? Like, so let's say Mass here is at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So if you say, well, if I can't get to the church by 7 o'clock, I'm not going to pray before Mass because I can't make my holy hour. Mm. But then, well, I have like 20 minutes in the middle of the day. Uh, it's not an hour, so I'm going to, and then, but we have adoration from 5 to 6, so I can make my holy hour then. But then like something else comes up. Yeah. Like, well, I'll do, And you're trying to find, like, an hour in the day, whereas if you're like, well, I'm 20 minutes early for Mass, let me talk to our Lord for 20 minutes. Like, let me, instead of intentionally, like, if I can't get there an hour early, I'll get there, like, right before.
1: Yeah. So what do you think about, like, I know you had said filling your hour, your holy hour, with different devotions and things. Um, what do you think about like, how should you pray? You know, like if I have 15 minutes or 20 minutes, sometimes I'm torn. Like, should I say a rosary or should I do 15 minutes of mental prayer? Like, how do you choose which one to do?
0: Yeah, that's a great, um, like within the time of prayer, how do you, how do you pick what to do is a, is a great thing. And I, I don't think you gotta be so like, if, if your goal is to, um, if your goal is to have good conversation with our Lord, then it doesn't—whatever um, you you decide to do is going to gonna be good, right? And so it, it's totally like—but this is where, too, if you have as part of a plan of life—and we haven't done a podcast yet on plan of life, but I'm sure that'll be somewhere in the future. Um, but if you have a good plan of life where it's like, well, what do I want to do today? Well, today I want to make a half-hour mental prayer. Or 15 minutes of mental prayer, and I want to pray the rosary, at least five decades of the rosary, and I want to spend five minutes reading scripture, and I want to do 10 minutes of spiritual reading of some other spiritual book, and I have 20 minutes here. Well, let me, like, what blocks fit, and what's going to be the best to do, so I know maybe I could pray the rosary in the car, so I'm going to spend my mental, I'm going to do my mental prayer now, but maybe I've already done my mental prayer and so I'm going to pray the Rosary now. The Rosary is mental prayer as well. The Rosary yeah. is a mix of mental prayer and vocal prayer. And we're going to have a separate podcast on vocal prayer and mental prayer. We'll do a we'll do a podcast all on those. Maybe even one on each. One on vocal prayer and one on mental prayer. Um, but that it is we can um that we take the time. You know we what it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, they're all good options. I don't. Right, I don't want to say like it, it's not that it's it's frivolous, but like how you talk to our Lord, does it, whatever, <laughs> right? It's okay. It's yeah. it's a conversation. It's a loving conversation with God. That's actually what mental prayer is. Mental prayer is just, it's not a word to be afraid of. Um, it's just loving conversation between one friend and another, between us and God, mm. right? And so like, just talk to our Lord and yeah. it's fine. And and sometimes it'll be like, I'll go into time for prayer and I'll be like, okay, well, I want to pray with scripture and particularly I want to pray like the upcoming Sunday gospel so that my homilies could be the fruit of my prayer. But if it just turns into a half hour of homily preparation, that's not good. Um, and sometimes, like, I'll start talking to our Lord about one thing, and I'll be like, I just never get to the the Sunday scriptures, and that's okay yeah. too, right? Now, if I just start daydreaming the whole time, that's not that's not helpful, right? So is our heart attuned to the Lord? Are we focused? Are we, or are we just kind of— But if we're daydreaming, are we daydreaming giving that to the Lord? Like, I want to do the great things that the saints did. Right. Can I give that to the Lord rather than, you know, so if it's even if it's some daydreaming, it could be like heroic desires, holy desires.
1: Yeah. Having thinking about it as a conversation um, and particularly being in the age that we're in, um, it makes it easy for me to think about like during the day you can just you can just say one thing to God, you know, just help me do this or I really don't like this, Lord, or this is bothering me. Um, but it, it reminds me of like sending a text to someone, you know, like, Hey, what's up? Or look at this cool thing and just snapshot a picture. But it really is the same way.
0: Yeah. I think of texts a little bit like aspirations, right? So I think in the spiritual life, like aspirations are like text messages where you just, you know, like, it's a quick little thing, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Lord, I love you. Boom. Short little thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think of that like text messages. Mental prayer is like a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe vocal prayer is like a phone call. Mental prayer is like an in-person conversation. I don't know. It's whatever. It's it's a, Zoom it's calls a, too. now. <laughs> zoom calls. We could do we could Zoom call. Um, that maybe is like reading scripture. Who knows? Don't take the analogy too far. <laughs> Just shh. Um, so, Sheila, as a as a university student, how does um, kind of scheduling with prayer and time for prayer? Uh, how, how do you you know? Right now, we're in the middle of summer. Although you do have a lot of classes still, um, being very diligent. But how does it work with? Um, trying to do all of this with regard with university studies and and that and having a a busy student schedule?
1: Yeah. I think the most important thing to do is to put it into the schedule because if I don't put it into my schedule, it's not going to happen. So making time for that. And obviously every semester my schedule changes. And with Corona, I mean, everything changed in the middle of the semester. So that was like I had two different semesters going on. Um, But, yeah, so finding the time that you know is going to work and then making sure that you do it, you know, at that time.
0: Absolutely. It is. um, And, uh, yeah, we put it in the schedule. We'd be very, you know, uh, give it a priority time, you know, not like, oh, well, I'll try to do it sometime in between this. Like, I'm going to make time in the morning before something. I'm going to make time in the evening before going home. Right. Um, That we give it a, a, a priority time that we know we're going to not be distracted. That's why praying early in the morning is what, like, and our Lord does that. He gets up before the sun rises, which is really hard to do in the <laughs> summer. Um, but he gets up before the sun rises and he uh, prays, you know, he goes and talks to the father and yeah. that's, that's something that we should and can imitate.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that's a great way to start the day. Um, and I think waking up early to do that, if you don't have time later in the morning I mean that can be a real sacrifice. It can make your prayer super effective, slash fruitful.
0: Uh, maybe when we have him on as a guest later, um, my friend Father siler can tell the story of our 4:15 in the morning wake up. Well, my 4:15 in the morning wake up for a 5:15 in the morning holy hour. Uh, that was a uh, my first. I I made the 5:15 holy hour all through my four years of seminary in Rome. Which means I was getting up at four fifteen in the morning for four years. No wonder
1: ten I, o'clock is <laughs> yeah, 10 late. O'clock, for ten you. o'clock is late for me.
0: <laughs> uh, if you get up at four fifteen in the right now, I'd have to go to bed four fifteen. I'd have to be in bed like eight forty five. Wow. I don't think I could do that. That would be that wouldn't work out well. But I do what I loved getting up that early. I love getting up early in the morning and then giving that time to our Lord. But there's something about getting up. And that's why I, I like getting up when it's still dark, which is really hard to do in the summer. Uh, in the winter, it's no problem. But in the summer, it's really hard to do it. Um, but, yeah, so maybe Father Siler, it almost broke our friendship. I mean, I'm surprised <laughs> it lasted, that we're, that we're still friends. And there were four of us, Father Siler, Father Van out, Father Gallagher, and myself, that all tried to get up for morning holy hour. And I believe Father Siler was the first one to crack and break. And so we'll wow. have him tell that story. I'm not sure if it'll be you or Julia who's here on the day that he's here. But um, or maybe we could have all four of us.
1: Oh, that would be that fun. that could be fun. That'd be very fun.
0: And um, and have a nice conversation with him. Um, but that was a that was. But you get up early in the morning. It was great. It was, and you know, what's even better, going into the chapel at five fifteen in the morning and seeing, ten or fifteen other guys there. Yeah, like that is so inspiring when you go to pray at one of these early times. And I, I'm I'm always, in, you know, when we have an earlier meditation and mass here on. Saturday morning and that a handful of people show up mm. is really cool. Like, that, yeah, that's really beautiful. awesome. And so um, so praying and having other people there, too, is can be helpful. So, yeah, taking the time.
1: Yeah. And when you wake up early in the morning, um, depending on where you are, you might be able to watch the sunrise. And where I live, I can see the sun rising. So if I get up it, well, now it would be like, I don't know, five something probably I'd have to get up. I don't get up that early. But in the wintertime, it's really nice.
0: Yeah, to be yeah, able to, be able to watch and, the sunrise. Yeah, absolutely. get
1: coffee and watch the sun. And last
0: thing is, with some flexibility with regard to to where you pray, it's always good to pray in a church. It's good, um, objectively better to pray in the presence of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. But I know sometimes, like, look, if if it's not going to work, like, don't don't say like, "Why well, I can't get uh, an hour, you know, an hour or half hour in the church." Well, pray at home. Talk to our Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 so there's a certain flexibility with how we schedule and plan our prayer that we um that we can do that and like okay the church is you know there's something going on in the church so I can't Mm -hmm. be there for prayer. Well I can still pray at home. I could pray, you know, I could just talk to our Lord if it's a it's nice sit outside somewhere quiet. And to have that flexibility.
1: And even within your own home, having a separate spot where you can go and pray that's not where you do other things. So like I don't sit at my desk and pray because I just look down and I see all my notes and I'm like, no, this is homework. I can't. (laughs) I can't do this. (laughs) No. So, yeah, so having like a separate spot and if you have a holy picture um, by that spot, it's helpful too.
0: Yeah. And um, a little crucifix. I mean, if you carry around a little crucifix, you could just put it down on, you know, there or just hold on to it while you're praying. So, awesome. Well, this is, you know, this is the beginning. This is kind of the first step in prayer. And we're going to hopefully have a lot more podcasts about prayer, but... To just take the time and to make part of the schedule and part of the plan is um, one of the most helpful things we could do uh, to really begin in the life of prayer. So, Sheila, this is um this is good. We got a lot of we actually had planned to talk about a lot more, but we we dove into this one pretty good. So, awesome. Well, I'm excited, and um, yeah,
1: yeah, doing well. Discussed.
0: So, well, thank you all for listening. Uh, so, from here at Saint Francis, I'm Father Casey,
1: and I'm Sheila. God
0: bless.